Hello and welcome back to Sunday Scoop, which is presented by Scott Scoop Podcast Team. I'm your host for this week's episode, Katherine Eichelbarner, and let's dive into what's been released the past week and what you possibly missed. Starting off with our news article, a breaking news piece was released and written by Grace Wu. Breaking news, Carmont secures campus after traffic collision and discusses what happened along with the who the incident affected. A hit-and-run collision occurred during the early morning of October 17th, and a secure campus was ordered by the Belmont Police Department. Nolan Russell's car was hit during the incident, where it was revealed in an uncovered video of a white van speeding up the hill Russell parked on and crashed into the back of his vehicle. The secure campus was lifted after Belmont PD apprehended those involved and determined it was safe for students to roam around campus again. Next, written by Keon Bayadi and James Mock, deadly protests in Iran commands worldwide attention. Riots have been occurring in Iran the past couple of weeks by citizens protesting Iran's Islamic Republic, which enforces strict laws that citizens have to follow. The protests sparked in reaction to 22-year-old Masa Amani's death, and more have been killed during the protests, with at least 185 dead, including 19 children. There has been an increase in news coverage of Iran's restrictive dictatorship, which has caused protests in places like San Francisco and Los Angeles by Iranian-American citizens to show their support for Iranians fighting for civil rights. Even Joe Biden, the president of the United States, has stated his supportive stance in accordance with Iranians, saying how he stands with the Iranian women and citizens inspiring others with their bravery throughout the world. However, Iran has recently cut internet coverage to lessen the extent of pro-protesting videos, but that has not stopped people from spreading awareness about the grave situation in Iran. Lastly in news this week, Evan Leon's Putin's conscription policies promote Russians to seek refuge article discusses how because of Putin's recent statement about mobilizing Russian men citizens to fight the ongoing war between Russia and Ukraine, many Russian men have fled to seek refuge in nearby countries. Many countries have stated they will let refugees into their countries, including the United States, but the refugees have little plans for what their future will hold. Although Putin claims to be doing this to gain an advantage over Ukraine, many see it as unreasonable and fueling the hate that many feel towards him for invading Ukraine in the first place. The conscriptions have also caused many with family in Russia to lose contact with them, as the Russian government monitors all form of communication. The article lastly discusses how Putin is in the process of attempting to annex eastern Ukraine and the effects the prevailing war is having on all countries, as Ukraine and Russia produce roughly a third of the world's wheat and 75% of the world's sunflower oil. On campus this week, Kimberly Garcia Concio and Daniela Reyes discuss how first-generation students persevere through inherent challenges in their article. First-generation students often struggle on a daily with the expectations that come along with being the first in the family to graduate high school or college, which can impact their mental health. AVA teacher Andrew Ramroth advises first-generation students struggling to reach out for help, while former AVA teacher and now art teacher Joseph Espinosa states how first-generation students often feel left out or not a part of the community. The article wraps up with senior Veronica Kuna sharing the pressures and expectations family can have on students, but advises those who are struggling to surround themselves with supportive peers and safe environments within the community. JV Boys Water Polo splashes through season of setbacks. Sports article written by Camille Ching and Elizabeth Cruz mentions the several challenges Carmont's JV Water Polo Boys team has had to face, from inconsistent coaching to impairing injuries, but new coach Adam Dean has noticed how the challenges have made his players stronger. The team has grown closer and a greater sense of community has formulated, with second-year players aiding first-year players in figuring out their way around the sport. Although the team won their first game against Terra Nova High School, they have been on a five-streak losing game, but the team has tried to keep their moral 
goals relatively high and focus on trying their best, while hopefully securing a win at their final game of the season. In Lindsay Augustine's opinion, California students deserve better mental health services article. The recent funding that Carmel gained to make mental health services more widespread for students, along with its importance, are discussed. The new programs that will grow as a result of this funding will include an on-campus social worker and an on-campus licensed therapist being present five days a week instead of the original two. Although Carmel is providing a greater focus on mental health, they are far above the average support within California as the student-to-counselor ratio is 1.3 times the national average, even though suicide rates among 15- to 24-year-olds in California have increased, along with teenagers being the most common group going to the emergency department for self-harm. Many are not able to receive help for their mental health struggles outside of school, and lawmakers are reluctant to provide mental health services, as California Governor Gavin Newsom recently vetoed two bills that would have provided aid to students who struggle with mental health. Augustine ends the article by discussing how students need greater support for their mental health now and easy accessibility so they have the opportunity to get the help they rightfully deserve. Lastly, in Marissa Chow's editorial, Screenings Kids for Anxiety is Not Enough, Opinion Piece, it is reported how the government-appointed health panel, the U.S. Preventative Services Task Force, released the recommendation that kids over the age of 8 years old should be screened for anxiety. However, this proposal has made no national headlines, even though it's the first time a task force has advocated that wellness centers include screenings for anxiety. Since the COVID pandemic, many children's mental health struggles have increased, with a third of adolescent emergency room visits increasing that correspond with mental health-related situations from the start of 2020 to the end of it, and a near increase of 1.5 million children struggling. Little action is being taken, even though anxiety being caught at younger ages can lead to proper preventative measures and provide the most effective treatment methods while symptoms are mild to moderate. Chow mentions how screening is a good step in the right direction, but greater initiative needs to be taken following the screenings, like additional assessments and treatment. Chow ends on how a greater emphasis on the mental health workforce and funding for mental health care needs to be taken, as screenings are only the beginning in helping children combat struggles with their mental health. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we can't wait to see you next Sunday with another host. Bye!